Welcome back to the channel today, everyone. I'm Sarah Higdon. This is Transform to Freedom. So, got a lot to talk about today. Um, a lot of like new news as we were getting ready to go on the air. So, trying to sort some of that out as well. Um, but first, I mean, like, I, I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of struggling today. Um, kind of. With the new, I hate this damn time. I hate, I hate this damn time change. Okay, can we just stay on summertime, like all year round? Like, why is it? Why do we want it to be dark at six o'clock at night? Do we want everybody to be depressed? It just doesn't make any sense to me. I would rather it stay sunshine later. All year round, it doesn't make any sense that we change the time. Period. <laughs> it's like it's like when I travel, right? So when I was out in California, and even when I was in Nashville, it's like that. You know, you go from one time zone to another time zone, and I don't know. I guess as I'm getting older, my body just doesn't adjust to it very well. Um, and it's really interesting because, like. I seem to have adjusted to it almost too well. Like I, my Todd, if you actually look, oh God, I, I wish I, I should pull this up for you. Doesn't nothing about the farmers makes sense. Okay. The farmers just go off of the time of day. They don't go like they go by the sun. They don't go off of like the time of day. Okay. And you can't just do that. <laughs> I don't like waking up in the morning. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't like this time of year. And yes, we're going into like the winter solstice and all that stuff. So the days are getting shorter and shorter. I don't want it to be even shorter. I guess as somebody who is fortunate that I don't have to like get up super early in the morning, I'm just like, why? Why would I want it to be, I would rather it be, you know, sunshine later than darker. 6, 6 p.m. I mean, honestly, I was like falling asleep at like 8 o'clock yesterday. And I, I don't know if that's just me getting old or that the sun just kills. Like once the sun goes down, it's like I'm done. Freebird says, just don't look at the clock. You won't even notice. I notice though, because I see this, that's, that's the thing is because I am people talk. I, I was seeing some of this online this weekend as well, where a lot of people were like, well, if you just don't change your schedule based on the clock, then you're, you're okay. But that's just not realistic, right? Even though, like, I contract and I can, I can kind of set my own schedule and everything like that, the gym sets their schedule for classes on a certain time. I run this show at a certain time for a reason, and everybody else runs their stuff at a certain time for a reason. So I can't just, like, not look at a clock. Like if I was completely independent and not doing a show that I do at a certain time, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry so much about it. Um, 
and I, if I wasn't going to the gym and was taking classes at certain times, I wouldn't really worry so much about it. I'm telling you, like, as I get older, too, it, it just affects me more. Like, if you remember, I went out to California. Three days out in California just completely threw me way off my schedule. And that's a three-hour time difference from where I'm at. And so it's like, yeah, it took me three or four days of being in California for three days to get to get back to normal. So I'm just like, I, I don't know. I don't like I don't like the time changes. I so I actually like flying somewhere like California because like I have when I get there, I have a whole lot more day. Like when I went to Vegas last year got out there and I was up at like 6 a.m. every morning because my body is used to 6 a.m. being like 8 a.m. where I'm from. So I'm like up at 6 a.m. moving around. But then I stay out so late that I just start to really get exhausted. <laughs> my body just doesn't change in the in the mod in like the week or, or the less than the week that I'm there. It just doesn't change. My I, I wake up at the same time as I always do, but I stay out later. So it just doesn't it doesn't work out that way. So all that to say, cut out this time zone crap. Like or this this time change crap. We need, just need to move to a standard time. And um uh, free the people. We just posted a, a video or a reel on Instagram and Twitter, I believe YouTube as well, that talks about why it doesn't doesn't matter. Like farmers don't use the clock anyways; they just use the sun. So it actually throws them off worse than everybody else. Just saying. I just, I just. It's, it's really interesting, too, because I know, like, here in Georgia, a lot of states around the country, I know Georgia's one of them, like, they've passed bills so that we stop this nonsense, that we actually stay on daylight savings time all the time, which is the summertime, so we stay on daylight savings time all the time, and yet we've never implemented it, and I don't know why. I don't know why. It doesn't make any sense. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my big, that's my big gripe to start the episode off today. I, I love just kind of telling what's, what's on my mind at the beginning of these episodes for anybody that's new here. Um, yeah, see, see, John Stevenson says granddad was a farmer and he never changed it back. Yeah. What's the, like, that's the whole point that they say is farmers. Well, farmers don't, it doesn't make sense. It actually throws them off worse. I, I don't get it. What's really worse is I, I will like growing up in the North, even in the, in the Northern U S like it get it gets dark even why I don't. I just saw my uh, my my camera still throwing out those thumbs up signs, so I don't like that. I was literally just trying to fix that, and then it did it. So, um, but growing up up north, we used to like. Not only is it dark, it's cold, and so it's like 
you'd be falling asleep at like 9 30 10 o'clock which is kind of where i feel like i'm at right now because last few days in georgia has been freezing um and so yeah i i just don't get it um yeah, you need the daylight to farm, and no one is getting off to harvest, even if it is 8.30. You just stay with the sun. Honestly, optimized sunlight is the best way to go. Like, even, um, I had friends that lived in Alaska, and if any of y'all are from Alaska that are on, on here, let me know, but I had friends that lived in Alaska and during the winter, as you, you would know, is it's like the sun only comes out for like an hour a day in the winter. So they have to keep like sunlight, like sun lamps and stuff like that to keep like mental health reasons. Like vitamin D is good for mental health. And so why are you trying to limit the amount of vitamin D we get a day by changing the clocks? It doesn't make any sense. So that's why people are more depressed in the winter time. It just doesn't make any sense. But <laughs> Bridget, welcome. Everybody, welcome Bridget to the show. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> so we're just we're just kind of kicking off the show right now. Um, obviously, the big story for the day is Steven Crowder. He uh he leaked somebody leaked to him and he published the manifesto three pages of the manifesto for the trans shooter in Nashville that happened back in March. And so that's kind of our, that's our first story for the day. So here we go. No, I don't need a, no, I mean, could always use a hug, but I don't need one. Right. All right. So let's talk about this for a second. So manifesto of the trans Nashville school shooter was leaked by Stephen Crowder. Um, and this is why today has been so interesting, right? Because my whole stance on a lot of this stuff is I was very skeptical that this was the actual like documents from the trans shooter that somebody had and, and, and forgive me because it was one of the, one of the reasons I, I, I was not very trustworthy is because it was Steven Crowder who released it. Not a notable, like, reputable journalist um, that I would trust. If it was, like, somebody like Andy No who wrote this article, um, I would I would trust it a whole lot more than if they had sent it to Steven Crowder, um, who is not, like I said, not a very notable journalist that's known for getting stuff right. That's the first thing. Um it's really interesting to watch people on Twitter. When I say that, I'm like not super 
convinced by the source. So let me let me just hold back for a second. Then seeing people on Twitter be like, oh, it's because you're trans, right? It's it's because the shooter was trans. No. No, I I, I mean, if you've watched my channel for any period of time, I'm very skeptical generally when these types of things leak. Because anybody can make anything up. This, I mean, I've, the last, what, month I've been talking about how I just don't, I don't know what to believe even in, in the mainstream media's narrative on Israel and Palestine because people make shit up all the time. So was waiting for more facts to come out. Now, since I start, since I was like, you know, I, I don't necessarily trust the source immediately. I'm waiting on this one. It does seem like this is an accurate. Um, it's it's basically been authenticated by most sources now. Again, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this this stuff on YouTube. So if if y'all go bye bye, just go follow me on Twitter and follow me on Rumble because, like I always say, it's only a matter of time, right? Um, but local sources have confirmed these. The manifesto, the screenshots from the manifesto are real. Um, but I'll be honest, this, like what came of this today, like what was actually released today is not what I was expecting. Um, and to be quite honest, I was expecting a little bit more. Because, like, when the whole debate on when they should release this document or should they not release it, like, they literally said, I have a, another article pulled up here. Let me see. Um, God, there's so much. Yeah. Back in April. Is it okay? So back in April, the FBI said to suppress it. Basically, so it was basically because it be the whole manifesto was a blueprint on total destruction, and that is why the FBI was suppressing it. Um, and even like, I mean, this is Tennessee, so Tennessee Republican lawmakers, um, they, they've warned about perhaps it should not be made available to the public, rather only the families and those and, and members of Congress because of the level of detail that it had been. Now I get, I get so... When it comes to this type of stuff, I'm very conflicted, 
right? Because I do think that the public has a right to know, like, why somebody did this. But I also do caution against, I guess, martyrdom, where we don't necessarily want to make these people a martyr, um, which is why one of my one of my kind of rules, unwritten rules, I don't know. I kind of have a uh, a policy to not name like mass shooters or like I don't use their name on this show. I don't necessarily want to glorify what they've done on this show because I do believe that a lot of these people are doing what they do to be seen as martyrs um and to hide like even just to name them they want to be famous they want to go out and they want to replicate to be famous after death and so if you've write if you've written this long manifesto you want the public to see that and so is that the right thing to do to show the public and so we have to kind of weigh what is public information and what could be used to inspire um, somebody else to do the same type of thing. I honestly, I, I don't care um, that I, I don't think it's as, as relevant as people want to make it to be that this person was trans or anything like that. The point I, I want to actually kind of make about this person being trans is that I speak about this quite a bit that if you, so I speak about this a lot that the, the vast majority of people that are coming out as trans are not actually trans and they're using that label to, or in, in hormones and SSRIs and everything like that, literally to mask all the other comorbidities. So now you come out and maybe you have autism. They're saying, you know, symptoms of autism equals trans. Um, they're saying that if you have high anxiety or depression or all this stuff, you know what, you may be, you may have been born in the wrong body. Like that is what they are telling their patients. And so I, I don't necessarily think this is a symptom of gender dysphoria. I think this is a symptom of how far down our mental health institutions have gone uh, because of that. Now, what's been said about this, and, and I don't, like I said, I don't know how much of this I can actually read on YouTube, but what's interesting, so let's just clarify too. This was three pages. This was three single pages of a very long list of documents that they said. And so some people that have criticized the leaking of this was that it it's a little bit misleading. Now, it might be misleading. I don't know, because basically what it does is um, it lays out the, the like, 
this person's last day, the day that they had um, set aside, like they were ready. They were ready to die that day. They like, you can see in the caption here. I mean, I've, I've had it on the screen, but it says death day and it's, you know, what is that? March 27th, 2023. We can kind of go through some of this. But what they've released is very, it's really interesting because it's racist. It, it, it kind of shows a little bit of white, like self-hatred in this person. Um, so let's see. It says, I mean, let me see. Let's see. I don't want to read a lot of this. Um where was this that i was um here we go so one of the pages which was headlined as kill those kids Um, it, it called the white students their crackers. Um, expressed hatred for white privilege. Mind you that this person themselves was white. Um, and basically wrote those crackers going to fancy private schools with those fancy khakis plus sports backpacks with their daddy's Mustangs and convertibles. F you little. Yeah. I want to kill all you little crackers. Bunch of F words. With your white privilege. You effing F word. And the F word is obviously a slur towards gay people. Which again doesn't make any sense because this person was lesbian before they transitioned. So using that slur is a little bit odd. Um, it's it's really it's not thing, but again, when we talk about this and talking about the privilege and talking about being white and talking about white people this way and talking about even, even using the slur, the F slur for this type of thing, it just shows kind of a glimpse into this person's mind where it was very hateful of themselves because, and, and when you talk about, like, the white hatred, this is kind of what, like, CRT, I've talked about CRT, like, critical race theory, quite a bit on this, on this channel as well. And I've talked about queer theory and how it relates to CRT. But so much so that we have, we have basically told all these people that simply because of your skin color... All these white people, because of your skin color, you are an oppressor. 
and there is no way that you can escape that oppressor status. Um, that's what CRT basically teaches that like simply because of who you were born as, you can never escape that oppressive or oppressor status. And so there's this, this kind of hierarchy. We've been kind of talking about that on this channel for a little while now. Um, and so it's clear that this person believed that there was no way that they could escape their status as an oppressor. That is why they spoke about white privilege. It's why they spoke about this. And it's really interesting to talk about like daddy's Mustangs and all these things. Like this person, it was reported, had gone to that school beforehand. Um, it, it, I don't get it. But again, this is also like they said this, these three documents are kind of taken out of context because. Um, well, what, what, what I will say, and I'll, I'll show this right here. This is three pages. We know that the Nashville police found 20 journals. So this is three pages of 20 journals. It's not a lot to go off. That's, that's, that's not. A lot and like I said, none of this really surprised me. Like this is kind of what I would expected a shooter's manifesto to to sound like. Um, and I've I've always thought like they haven't wanted to release this because yeah, you get like a lot of these like mass like serial killers and stuff like that that have been glorified in 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 media for for so long, but yeah, they found 20 journals, six yearbooks, writings, hard drives, and, and a final suicide note along the way. As well, I'm still curious about this one. Let me see. Um, let me see if we had this on here. There was it, part of this release was a timeline, um, which said, let me see, of the day of the shooting, of basically planned out by the minute of everything that would go, right? So 6.30 a.m., ran through getting dressed, picked up stuffed animals, 9.30, pack up special belongings in backpacks, Geared up, set up, guns in trunk, and get vests with mags inside, armed with handgun. Let me see. Um, there was, yeah, this is what it was. So there was a, like, right before getting to the school, there was film, final, videotape. Like, what's in, what's, we haven't even heard, like, what's in this final videotape or has not been released. Or even police have never really confirmed it's existed except for, again, everything that they found at the house. Let me see. Psych folder, medical folder, resume, social media. Uh, 
Like there is a lot in here. This is the inventory that they found at this person's house. Um, suicide note. What was in the suicide note? It just, again, this is very small as to what the, what the whole thing would be, right? So right before I went on air, though, the Nashville police did make a statement. And actually, let me read, uh, let me see, local media confirmed this was the manifesto. So... Um, Fox 17 confirmed, um, the statements they said, and then the police department said the Nashville police department is, is in communication with the metropolitan of law as an investigation begun this morning continues to disseminate of these three paragraphs of writing during the online discussion from the school photographs are not. The photographs are not of one of their basically crime scenes, which kind of throws a little bit of doubt, but it's still, when you see the mayor's office saying that they have initiated investigation into who leaked these documents, they didn't explicitly say that these documents are real or authenticate them, but when you're in investigating who leaked them, yeah, they're real. Yeah, I'm sorry, they're real. Like, like I said, I had my doubts early on just because I'm not clear. I'm not necessarily like, hey, I'm going to take somebody like Steven Crowder's words. Like Steven Crowder, of all people, who is not known as like a – a uh you know a good investigation you know investigative journalist like he's his credentials are are low like but so i waited and when the mayor's office came out and said we're going to investigate the release of this documentation and they didn't say basically come straight out and say that these are uh, these documents are fake. That's why I knew that these documents were probably real. Like that's when I was like, okay, these are probably real. Like if you're saying you're going to investigate the release. Yeah, that's probably real. Just saying. Um, but like I said, like what was released was not anything that I would have, like if I was to imagine what a mass shooter might say, like this, this, this sounds like every mass shooter we've ever had, right? Like, I, I don't, 
if that's, I, I just think that that is literally the tip. I mean, people have said it like this is the tip of the iceberg. Like, I want to know if Crowder has more now. Does he have more? Is he going to release more? Um, will this put pressure on the Nashville Police Department to actually come out and just release the entire documents? Like I said, I, I get kind of holding back for different reasons, different parts, because, like I said, one of the main reasons why I don't talk about, like, I don't mention this person's name on the show, and I'm kind of had that policy is because I don't want to. What happens is these shooters, they're pretty much sociopaths. And they want to become famous. And so when they do these types of things, they know that if they have a quote-unquote high body count, like the shooter said, that they will get a lot of fame for that. They will be in the news. Everything will go that, you know, it's, it's, they will be, they will become famous. If you release the entire manifesto, how many copycats are you going to inspire? Because you're, you're kind of playing with the public has a right to know. And we don't want to inspire more of this. I'm typically on the side of free speech when it comes to this. I'm typically on the side of like release everything, but I get why there would be some secrecy. But at this point in my life, I don't trust government to keep the right things from us. Okay. I just don't. And so I do think that they should release the manifesto completely to show who this person was and what they were thinking just like, but it's really interesting that this has come up yet. Yeah, what two years now? We, we still haven't, we still don't know the motive for the Nat for the Vegas shooting. Um, but if it wasn't for this, if it wasn't for independent media, this story probably would have died. Like it, it would have died. And so thankfully people are, are out there like this that are that are doing the right thing. Right. So um but speaking about the FBI, we're gonna kinda pivot here for a second and talk about the FBI is recruiting the gays. <laughs> They are now going to Pride events to hire more gays. Now, you can take this one of two ways, right? You can see the FBI wanting to hire more diverse people to serve because they want to target the gay community. They want to put informants 
within the gay community? Probably not. Um, I'm gonna say that's that's probably not like if 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 this was at like a libertarian convention or something like that, yeah. They're they're looking for informants. But since this is at like a pride event, they're probably more so looking to hire people with their political ideology. So they want people to come in with their political political ideology to enforce their ideology. So that's why they're not going to like right wing stuff, right? To hire like right wingers because they want to use their power against people on the right and people who believe in freedom and liberty and our country as a whole, you know, those crazy things. Um so I think that's what they're doing. But like, if I'm going to an event and I'm talking like the FBI set up there, like this is like when you go to the airport, I remember this, this was a couple of years ago, the airport, I believe it was like the FBI or CIA or something like that was like, they had like, they had sponsored these phone charging stations in the airport. And I'm like, don't plug your phone into that. <laughs> Because they will steal all your data and they will investigate you. So they are basically investigating every single person that puts their phone into that. This is more like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they are like trying to get informants inside the community to like rat on other people within inside the community. But I don't know. This is just kind of a whole weird system. Like, um, Honestly, the FBI should not be recruiting like this. They shouldn't have to recruit like this. You would think that the FBI has like people that go into law enforcement and like want to be investigators and then they move up the ranks into the FBI that they would be like the top. But in all reality, the FBI just needs to go away. We need to like get rid of the FBI. Um, the FBI doesn't really work to protect our civil rights. In fact, like what the FBI and the ATF and all these other organizations actually do is because they are federal organizations, they're kind of a violation of the 10th Amendment. So think about like the ATF. Say, I'm going to use California. California has legalized marijuana. But marijuana is still not federally legal. So when the state police do not enforce marijuana laws because it's legal in that state, well, then the ATF can come in and be like, we're going to enforce the federal laws. Because it's not legal federally, so they need to have a federal police force, which is, again, a violation of the Tenth Amendment in and of itself. Every state has a right to pass their own laws and legalize and not legalize whatever they want. So, 
federal organizations like the FBI, CIA, well, CIA is, CIA is typically overseas, which I don't, I, foreign policy, we don't need a CIA because we can just like, we shouldn't be involved in foreign conflicts, just saying, but we don't need a CIA. Um, and if they're, if the CIA is spying on American people, then they, sh- they definitely should be abolished. But that's kind of what the FBI is. The FBI is kind of the CIA for American people. So they can all just go away with, I mean, any, any three letter agency, you know, the alphabet agencies, they can all kind of just go away. We don't need them. Thank you so much for the super chat. I was at, um, Dingle. I'm not going to, your name. (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) I appreciate it. Um, so yeah, I just thought that was kind of a, a funny, a funny thing with them recruiting. And a lot of people were like, oh, like Tyler Hansen, y'all had a grooming, y'all already had a grooming problem before. So this, I'm not surprised. This is the route you're going. I'm going to reference this post whenever somebody tries to tell me the FBI is politically unbiased institution and it would never operate in a way that benefits one political party over another. Yeah, so a lot of people were looking at this as like political stuff, like because, but the LGBT is not a monolith. But I wish we were a monolith against the FBI. I do. I do. This one. Um, does the FBI set up booths at mega events? I guess I guess the conservatives are severely underrepresented in the FBI ranks, especially in the leadership level. No, no, no. Fake conservatives are not severely underrepresented, right? Ray Epps. Think about Ray Epps. Not underrepresented. Not underrepresented. <laughs> funny mice pac-man says who is behind the government big stock companies like blackrock vanguard no you're right um we've actually when we had ashley sinclair we talked about vanguard and stuff like that they kind of own everything this is the this is one of my big issues with um actually it's big issue with political funding period right so BlackRock invests into everything, but then they also, you know, they give to political campaigns. They give profits to political campaigns, so then political campaigns then give kickbacks. We don't have a free market. We have a corporate society right now, and I wish we had more of a free market um, because a corporate society is basically a money laundering scheme to where government gives kickbacks to corporation those ki- those um, corporations then give their profits to those politicians who they want to be elected who are giving them the kickbacks it's the same thing that we deal with in foreign policy the military industrial complex gives neocons and 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 warhawk liberals money for their campaigns 
So then they want to fund Ukraine and um, Israel and Hamas and all that regard, right? So no funding of international capability, like any international stuff. Like we just need to end the military industrial complex as a whole. That's all I'll say. So um, if you've watched some of my latest show, latest episodes, you know, I'm kind of still kind of staying on the fence on a lot of that stuff, but yeah. Next story. And we're kind of keeping, it's interesting because like, I don't, the last, um, the last few weeks have not been on trans issues. I'm actually considering maybe doing a a new stream or just a new show later in the week to just talk about trans issues. But today is mostly trans issues. I want to bring you this story, which is kind of hilarious. Um, that happened this week. So as we've been talking about Israel and the pro-Palestinian protest and all this other stuff, we have this Antifa member. This is Billboard Chris. You guys kind of know. So I'm trying to actually I want to go to Andy's um footage of this. Yeah, so Andy no. You know, editor and senior editor at the Post Millennial posted a a longer video on Twitter, and it's so funny what happens here. So let's play this. Let's see. Sterilizing kids. Why do you think we should sterilize kids? Why do you think you have the right to control a child's body? What's a trans body? A child's body. You're enforcing the parents' control over a person's body. So, first, enforcing the parents' control over a a child's body. I'm sorry. Can children consent to literally anything? No, they're children. They don't have the cognitive ability. So, again, this person's hard drive first probably needs to be checked. That's one. But let's go. <laughs> are you familiar with the facts about this, about how children are being sterilized? I don't think you're familiar with the facts. This. Like you're not. You're not familiar with this. Really? I'll, yeah, your facts, facts are incorrect. Your facts are incorrect. Like what? What's incorrect? Children are not being sterilized. Oh really? So I'm filming right now, but I could bring up the consent forms that these children signed. The gender clinic where it says right on there. That puberty blockers across its hormones to sterilize. This isn't some secret knowledge. All the trans health experts themselves will tell this. This is completely public. I mean, the drug that's used is triptolin. Triptolin is the exact same drug used to kill the astral sex. Used to sterilize the people. Back in the 70s. I don't know. I have a question for you. Why do you feel the need to intimidate? Oh, I was just walking by and you called me an epic passage. So yeah, I thought you might like. Isn't it ironic? Listen to this. First, he's like, I don't think children are being sterilized. Um, we know they're being sterilized, right? Going on puberty blockers, 
then cross-sex hormones, it's sterilization. Like, even I know, again, as somebody who's gone through the transition process, I knew before I even started my first dose of estrogen that after three months, I, I would not be sterile or I would be sterile. I knew that I would never, I would never be able to have children after three months of being on estrogen. Like that was the high likelihood. There's very few cases that you can ever come back after the three month period. That's why people like, that's why doctors advise that you, you know, store sperm and all this other stuff before you go on these things. So that alone tells me he doesn't know what he's talking about. And two, I mean, Chris pushes back very well. And then it, then, then it's a deflection. And this is the same thing you y'all saw in the Jubilee debate that I took part in, right? Why are you so worried about other people's children? Um, be, I care about kids, right? He realized that Chris was right. He didn't know what he was talking about when it came to this. Um, but it's a def then there's the the straw man, the shift. It's like, why are you so worried about this? Like, shouldn't we all be worried about this? Um, and apparently what happened before this video even started was Chris was just walking down the street with his built with his sandwich boards on and this person called him an effing fascist as they would, right? Going to a pro-Palestinian rally. What's interesting enough, though, is what comes next. This is what I want to show y'all. So again, what is fascist about trying to protect children from irreversible harm? You are actually causing children to commit suicide with what you are propagating. So this is what I hear every time I talk to some mass trans activists like yourself. The only the suicide stuff. That's all they have. You're causing children to commit suicide. It's not the case. Come on now. When I was in the Jubilee debate, I didn't get really able, in the second debate, I didn't really, wasn't able to describe this though, right? Like, the suicide rates period today are higher than they've ever been because more people have been medicalized and we have more mental health issues than we've ever had in the history of our country, in the history of the world. Why is this? Don't know if it's necessarily the trans stuff or anything like that, but trans is more accepted now than it ever has been. And so why? Why would the rate increase? Why would it now all of a sudden be an issue? The fact is... You, we are going to see a rise in suicide rates because people transitioned young, their parents transitioned them, and then it wasn't the right move for them. I think that's what that's that's the next thing that's coming. 
and these people can't see it. I, I, I hate this idea that you're killing children because you're causing children to commit suicide. When I grew up through the 90s, children were not committing suicide at the same rate that they are that they are today. It it doesn't make sense. It kind of tells me that there's something going on. Um, it tells me that this this isn't the actual cause of their suicidal ideations, but they they may believe that themselves. It just, those types of things don't make sense to me. Midnight Anthem now says, new subscriber came from the Jubilee video. Your points are great. Intelligence shine through. Thank you for speaking on these important issues. Thank you for coming over. I always love to see new people in the chat, see new people to interact with. Um, those Jubilee videos were, were great. I enjoyed doing them. I'm really glad I did them. Um, and I'm glad you found me because of them. So... All right, continue on because we still haven't got to the best part of this video. The only thing they can ever say is that kids are going to kill themselves if we don't mutilate and sterilize them. But there's no data to support that at all. In fact, if you look at the only studies that have ever if been done. At, if you look at the rates of trans suicide and trans mental health for kids who need this life-saving care. Life-saving. Yes, life-saving life care. It's life-saving so. because without it, they would be fucking miserable. They would, and they, and oh, you many just told me of them a minute ago they were all killing themselves. Many of them do. Many of them do and commit suicide. you've got suicide. some data on this, dude? I don't have it on me at the moment, but I have seen these studies and I have, have read these studies. Yes, I have. Well, maybe you could send them to me later because I've been... I do not want to have any contact with them. Oh, so you don't actually want to prove any of your points because you actually have no evidence for anything. Free Palestine! Do you know about half of these kids? Anti-LGBTQ, anti-LGBTQ propaganda. He's trying to tell children that they are not allowed to be trans. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, they're not. They're not. No, 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 did not go the way he thought it would um so yeah obviously turning to three muslim women and trying to be like this guy doesn't think trans ki like tr kids can transition and they're like yeah they can't and it's immediately as soon as they said that he i i believe he did say f you you're wrong um <laughs> And this is what's so funny about this. What's this is this is the level 
of activism you get on the left. Like we've been seeing, how long have we seen these um, signs that all say queers for Palestine, right? And it's like, do you know, like, do you know what they do to gay people? In Muslim majority countries, and this isn't this isn't a statement to say that I think Muslim people are bad. I actually know a lot of really amazing people who are Muslim, um, and so this isn't a statement against Muslim people in general. Actually, I think um, I have a lot. Like I said, I've I've I, I know a lot of people that are in the faith, but in in the countries that are ruled by Sharia law, like. You're not allowed to be gay. Like, the Taliban does not even let women show their face. Um, you know, in Palestine. Well, maybe not Palestine. I'm not going to say this as an absolute fact. But they, I mean, honor killings are a thing. Like, if a woman is raped, honestly, sometimes like, like if a woman's raped out of wedlock... And, like, her family may kill her because she, like, because she's not pure anymore. Like, those are honor-killing stuff. Um, like, we see this in a lot of different areas. And especially, though, we see gay people thrown off roofs in other countries that have Sharia law. Now, different countries are different. Like, I actually know some people... Like when I served in the army, we had a foreign exchange student from Turkey who was really funny because one of our other foreign exchange students from another country accidentally gave him pork and he didn't know it was pork and it wasn't like this big, huge deal, even though it completely violated his religion and everything like that. But he just took it with a grain of salt and it was okay. Um, his wife and this person from Turkey's wife didn't cover up none of that stuff. It was very much more of a, I'm going to say liberal um, country when it comes to that. But you go to some of these other stuff, places like Iran where they have like moral police and you have the Taliban in Afghanistan and everything like that. Like, I don't think that people that are rallying for pro Palestine understand what they are rallying for. Like, do they not realize, like, honestly, Tel Aviv has the largest pride event in the Middle East for a reason, because Israel is, I, I, somebody said that they, they don't allow gay marriage, but they are very openly okay with gay people. And it's interesting because a lot of my friends that I've met in the last year and year, year and a half, like, I'm... I'm friends with a lot of new, a lot of my new friends are, are Jewish. I've even been to Jewish service myself. And so it's like, this person obviously doesn't know up from down, left from right, none of it. And so when talking to three Muslim women who are like, yes, and the three Abrahamic re religions, that's LGBTQ is not allowed. That's true. Kind of. Like, kind of. 
Um, I would say most Christian religions are okay with things, and we there's a difference just between how you treat people, like you know. Um, but yeah, generally most of the religions are not super okay with it. Um, as a whole, yeah, they're just not. I mean, that's kind of the way it is, and y'all know I'm. I grew up Catholic. Um, we kind of have a different view on things, but even in the Catholic religion, there's some divide amongst these kinds of things. So, yeah. That was a funny one. Let me see. Um, I know we've kind of already gone over time. This has been a this has been a great, great stream, but let's talk a little bit about um I'll keep going as long as I need to, but if you haven't seen this one, and if you're new to the new to my streams, which we have a lot of people, new people watching today, which is amazing. If you're new to my streams, you know that I am completely against trans women competing in women's sport. And stuff like this is exactly the reason why. Like field hockey. This male. Knocked out a girl's teeth playing field hockey and also scored the only two goals of the game for this game. But yeah, this should have never happened in the first place. Males should not be competing with women. Strength, height, everything. I mean, look at even. How much taller is he than these girls? Seems like a lot taller. But I don't want to play the video. Let me see if I can... I'm going to mute it. Yeah. She got hit in the face, and yeah. And if you actually watch the video, she's screaming, which, yeah. One thing I've never understood, and field hockey is a little bit different, never played it, Even, but even like female lacrosse. Now, in lacrosse, you're not allowed to check like in female lacrosse like you are in... I... Um, you know, you're not allowed to check in female lacrosse like you are in male lacrosse, which males wear full helmets. Females wear um, things that cover their eyes. But a lacrosse ball is like, honestly, it's, it's not much softer than a hockey puck. It's a little bit softer, but it's not much. And that thing gets going. Oh, it's 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 game over. Like if you get hit in the head with that, it would be lights out. I actually I remember in high school I was playing catch with somebody with a lacrosse ball in gym class, and I went and threw it as hard as I could, and I just missed somebody. It went right in front of their face. On accident, it was an accident, but I threw it pretty hard. 
and I didn't have full control over it. I was still learning the game. And so when I threw it, I didn't see him coming and almost. And if that, if it would have hit, hit him in the head, it would, it, it, I, it would have been really bad. And I would have felt really bad. Um, and this was like a playoff game. Like these, basically the, the male on the team scored the two, two, two goals, the only two goals of the game and was the hero of the game, knocked out a girl's teeth and it was a playoff game. So now this team's moving forward. They're only moving forward because they had a male athlete on the team, which is again, not fair. Um, let me see. See, uh, a freebird says, "Do you support the government getting involved in sports?" Now, here's the here's the thing. Um, depends. What I will say is this depends. So, in high school, in college sports, which are dictated by the, which are which are funded by the government. Yes, because until we have all sports that are independent of government funding and government regulations, um, then yes, those should be dictated by government because that's the system we live under right now. Now, if you're talking about any other individual sports leagues around the country, like say the WNBA, for example, the WNBA is a private organization and they have the right to make whatever rules they want. The LPGA has the right to make whatever rules that they want. Um, That's an individual organization decision. But when it comes to high school and college sports, which title basically and, and this is I've actually talked to legislators about this because actually I had Republicans when I say that I want to talk about um, I've talked to Republican senators recently I, I I've, I've talked to Republican senators recently about in the next legislative session we need to ban. Um, males competing in female sports in Georgia. And when they ask me about the, so when I talk to, when I say this, they say, well, what are you talking about? I'm like, only Title IX. Because the government can only regulate Title IX. So anything that Title IX affects, so high school and college sports, the government has a right to regulate and we should not be allowing trans, uh, trans males to compete or so, so males compete in female sports. Other than that, you know, males or females or anybody, we can we can have the male category as the open category for anybody who wants to compete. We're not telling trans athletes they can't compete; they can go compete in the men's category. But males should not be competing in female sports, and females who are on testosterone should also not be competing in female sports. So this is what we need to write our regulations, our, our, our legislations on. But 
We should not be telling private organizations like the WNBA, LPGA, um, U.S. rowing, U.S. swimming, U.S. whatever, what they should be doing. This is not a, those are not a government solution. Those are private organizations that can do whatever, the, they can do what they want. They can sink and, you know, people can pull their money from that. They don't really make a lot of money, so they can get the Bud Light treatment, though. So let's do that. Um, okay, so John Stevenson says, I know you're you're asking me a lot. You want to know an answer to this, so I'll tell you. Um, do you or don't you throw like a girl? Not a hand grenade. Um... I'm a very strong man when I throw like a little girl. <laughs> no, I I actually throw like a man. <laughs> now I played baseball. I actually one of the things I wish I would have played more was uh, baseball. I actually used to pitch. Uh, I used to want to pitch in baseball. So I actually have a pretty good arm. Uh, when I played, I most I, I pitched a little bit. I wasn't the most accurate when pitching, but I was a very good shortstop and second base. So yes, I don't throw like a girl. Um, I'm I like I'm I'm pretty solid. <laughs> and hand grenades, hand grenades are a little bit different because you don't necessarily throw hand like they don't teach you to throw hand grenades like a baseball. They in it, so when you're going through hand grenade throwing training, they they don't want you to throw like a baseball. You you grab it, you pull the pin, and then they want you to do this like shot put number. So you put your hand like straight out, and then you like throw forward. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm just gonna throw like a baseball. But john perry thank you so much for the super chat says this was a mixed gender team even a cis man could have been on this team really that's oh that's not um at all what i've seen in any news report so if that's the case though why is there only one male competing period why are no actual males playing field hockey so this it just says that um i mean riley gain says males are allowed to play on female teams in massachusetts because of the equal play act so in massachusetts there's no such thing as female sports is that what it's saying I don't know. I have to go look that up. Um, I'm not sure about that right now. But yeah. Um, because it was only trans person who signed up. Interesting. But I mean, but that would mean though that anybody male... Like a pr fully present, like a male that is not trans could also sign up for field hockey. Yeah, there's no such thing as men's field hockey. 
because men play actual hockey. Which reminds me that there's a Red Wings game tomorrow. Where's my Red Wings fan? Like, I, there's one of, my, one of y'all are a Red Wings fan. I'm just... Um, <laughs> but... Just because there's not a men's field hockey team, there's actually... I, I don't think there's a men's field hockey team anywhere. Honestly, the fact that this high school team has a field hockey team is kind of surprising to me. I grew up in a rural area of Michigan, and this is kind of, I mean, northeastern schools, like in Maine and stuff like that, there are more into like lacrosse and field hockey and all this stuff. But growing up like in Michigan, lacrosse was just starting to get popular. But um, yeah, I, I only knew a couple, I only knew people in, I only knew a couple people in college that played field hockey because it was college. And the thing about going into like, this is one of the things about title nine that most people may not may or may not know is almost they have to put female sports in colleges um, because the number of male scholarships that you have has to equal the number of female scholarships that you have. So like going into like almost every female athlete on a college campus is is on a full ride scholarship. Most people don't know that like because almost all the full rides on 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 the male side go to football and basketball because they're the money makers so they get all the and they get all the the hype so those two sports get the most scholarships to where like the wrestling team and the hockey team and all these other teams, they don't get full rides. Um, it's very hard to get a full ride in any of those sports. Whereas you go in, it's like any, everybody on the field hockey team, gymnastics team, um, the, the female um, track and field teams, all of them generally get full ride scholarships to schools because they have to meet that quota because there's not as many female athletes um, on campus as there are male athletes. So um, they have to, the male athletes will get full rides and they have to divvy up like quarter, like 25% scholarships here and there to all the other male sports that are being played. It's one of those things with Title Nine. Roni says, "Thank you for fighting to preserve Title Nine. Thank you." Yeah, says I. I, I Title Nine is there for a reason. I don't necessarily know. I mean, as long as the the government is paying for scholarships, paying paying these schools money. Um, then Title IX is useful in a lot of ways. Um, if the government wasn't, if it was a fully private school, I would say the school has a right to divvy up their scholarships however they want. But um, as long as, yeah, we, we need Title IX to, for equality purposes in government institutions. It really is what it is. 
And yes, no males should be competing in female sports. So that is that. Um, so we're gonna go. Um, I'm not gonna go into this really. I just uh, wanted to highlight this before we log off. I know I'm already 15 minutes over, but because um, I don't want to talk about Israel Hamas, y'all know what I've been saying about that. Nothing's really changed in my views over that, but um, this is one of those situations where, when one of the worst, when one of the worst people you know makes a good point. And agrees with you, um, it's worth highlighting. And so Barack Obama um, says all of us are complicit in the response to Israel Hamas war. Now, I would say all of us, I would say all the politicians, absolutely. All the politicians. No, this trans woman wasn't playing on this team as a result of Title IX. No. Because it's a female sport. And so, no, I don't agree with Title IX. I, I, I don't agree with males competing in female sports. If you want, like, we had a female lacrosse team when I was in school, but we didn't have a male lacrosse team. We were trying to get a male lacrosse team. But just because there's not a male sport doesn't mean that males should compete in female sports. I don't agree with that. But yeah, back to Obama. Um... So, yeah, on Saturday, this clip from Obama, it's really interesting. If there's any chance of us being able to act constructively to do something, it will require an admission of complexity and maintaining what on the surface may seem contradictory ideas, that, that what Hamas did was horrific, and there's no justification for it. And what is also true is that the, the occupation and what's happening to Palestinians is, is unbearable. And what is also true is that there is a history of the Jewish people that may be dismissed unless your grandparents or your great-grandparents or your uncle or your aunt tell you stories about the madness of anti-Semitism. And what is true is that there are people right now who are dying who have nothing to do with what Hamas did. And what is true Right? I mean, we can go on for a while. And the problem with the social media and trying to TikTok activism and trying to debate this on that 
is you can't speak the truth. You can pretend to speak the truth. You can speak one side of the truth. And in some cases, you can try to maintain your moral innocence, but that won't solve the problem. And so if you want to solve the problem, then you have to take in the whole truth. And you then have to admit nobody's hands are clean, that all of us are complicit to some degree. I look at this and I think back, what could I have done during my presidency to move this forward as hard as I tried? I've got the scars to prove it. But there's a part of me that's still saying, well, was there something else I could have done? That's the conversation we should be having, not just looking backwards, but looking forward. And, and that can't happen if we are confining ourselves to our outrage. I would rather see you out there talking to people, including people who you disagree with. If, if you genuinely want to change this, then you've got to figure out how to speak to somebody on the other side and listen to them and understand what they are talking about and not, and not dismiss it. Because you can't save that child without their help. Not in this situation. And not in any situation, really. Think about that. I... I fully agree with everything he just said there. And not a, I'm not a fan. I actually think Obama is did more during his presidency to divide this nation than than many others. I think he's one of the one of the reasons why our our country is so divided right now. But what he just said right there is true. It is true. Like, this is one of the reasons why I do so much with who I am. Not just talking about Israel, Hamas, not just talking about the, all that other stuff. I mean, I mean, even just talking about like the trans stuff. Like, I like to talk to people. I don't like debates. As many of you have seen, I'm, I guess I'm pretty good at debates, but I don't like debates going on common ground i was hoping that maybe we can have a good discussion and find some common ground um but we need to have discourse around these topics um and what's interesting about these last couple weeks is i've seen friends who are fully behind israel and the U.S. getting involved in Israel. I've seen that. People I know and have talked to. I've also really seen my friends who are completely anti-war, anti-interventionalist, anti-everything, who have basically set, taken the side of, at first they were... I don't even know how to say it. it. They're basically, they're they're people who don't, just don't want people to die. And especially innocent people to die. But now that 
they basically started to be like, Israel is in the wrong here now because they've started to bomb innocent people and all that. And, and we kind of talked about that on this channel. I'm literally sitting where Barack Obama is sitting right now in the middle going, I don't want to see Israel killing innocent people. And what Hamas did on October 7th was one of the most horrific terrorist acts I've ever seen in my life. Comparing that even to 9-11. It was so awful. And saying Israel has a right to defend itself. I honestly think Israel has a right to move in and seize the entire Gaza Strip. But they need to stop this bombing on the Strip because what's happening is when you drop bombs, there's collateral damage and innocent people are being killed because we know Hamas likes to hide behind innocent civilians. They like to put their places behind innocent civilians. Bye, John. We'll see you later. Um, but they like to put their lines behind innocent civilians. So, I am more for a ground invasion than anything else. Without U.S. backed. Again, because I'm very consistent. I've never, I've been talking about how we should stop funding Israel's Iron Dome defense system and funding Israel, period, for years now. One thing that Obama did not mention that he is complicit in is the fact that he gave $5 billion in assets back to Iran. So, yeah. When he looks back and says, is there something more that I could have done? It's probably not support the mullahs in Iran with money. That is the moment that I realized that this is a proxy war between the U.S. Like, between ourselves. Like the U.S. is fighting a proxy war with the U.S. Because the moment that we gave $5 billion to the mullahs in Iran... And then President Biden took office and gave COVID aid to the Palestinians to then have, what, 100 rockets, 500 rockets? I don't even remember what the number was. We had a large number of rockets then sent into, that we paid for. The rockets that we paid for with COVID aid and through the, the Iran MOAs. They then sent those rockets into the Iron Dome defense system that we pay for. This is a proxy war. The U.S. versus the U.S. It needs to stop. I don't want to see more people dying. But at the end of the day, I think Israel has a right to send ground troops who have to abide by strict rules of engagement, and this is coming from somebody who served in the military, so I know rules of engagement, stuff like that. You send ground troops in. If a ground, if if a soldier shoots 
an unarmed person, that's grounds for murder. Okay. So sending ground troops, clear Gaza, any civilians, Muslim, Christian, anything, they live freely in the land of Israel under the Jewish state. But they live freely. If they are not living freely in Israel, then we need, as the as the U.S., need to be like, hey, why are you not allowing everybody to live here freely? But what needs to stop happening is this mass campaign of bombing indiscriminately these targets who always end up seeing death and destruction of innocent civilians. Like I said, Obama has a lot that he is to blame for. But what he's saying here, saying right here, is right. I hate to say that because I don't think a lot of him. But he's right. But with that, y'all, thank you for joining me today. We are an hour and 30 in. It was a good night. I appreciate y'all joining. Um, as always, go follow me across social media platforms. Um, go follow both, actually, all my employers. You know, I work for the Post Millennial. I work for um, Free the People. None of them sponsor this show, but go follow them because they are worth following. And the post millennial, obviously, honestly, we have been very good at getting stories right amongst all the chaos. This is one thing I am very proud of uh, to work for the post millennial and human events because human events is actually where you're going to get our international news and get our news on, um, Israel, Palestine, and all that stuff. Most of the stuff there is, unless it involves the U.S., we're, we're putting it on, on human events. One thing I am very proud to say working there is that even through all the misinformation campaigns, all the work we've put out has been highly vetted and is very well sourced. And so we are striving to bring you the best content possible with the information that we have and so mainstream media is not bringing you the stories that we are because they have biases we are going to bring you the best stories that we know how and so go follow the post-millennial and human events and then i'm working for free the people and you know i what I love about Free the People is our ability and our goals to highlight just liberty in the world, like promote libertarian liberty ideals throughout the world and not get deep down in the weeds um, in the rage bait, clickbait, all that stuff. So if you want that that type of content that's more on a positive spin, more of a white pill spin, 
definitely go check out what we're doing for the people. We're doing amazing things. We have a lot more to come in the future. And I am so excited to be able to bring it to you um, as the digital marketing manager over there. I look forward to seeing y'all next week. And I hope you have a good week. Follow me across social media platforms. Thank you.